Hey, this is Scott. And Burke. From the Davis and Davis Show, the podcast for everything Ohio. Two guys who met at the University of Akron and have a love for Northern Ohio. We talk about everything from entertainment to motorsports to fine wine and spirits. Do you want to get a little insight on Northern Ohio from the perspective of two middle-aged men? Well, as we say, grab a beer, a glass of wine, sit down, relax, and listen. New shows every Thursday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern. Just go to www.redcircle.com slash Davis and Davis. Or find us on Apple Podcasts, Prime Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Check out our Facebook page at Davis and Davis. We're not a real law firm. And we just don't care. Welcome to the Burley Gunner Show. Who day? Who day? Who day? Who day? Who day? Who day say they're going to beat them Bengals? Who day? <laughs> what? Cincinnati. Chili? Or was it soup? More like poop. Welcome to the Burley Gunner Show. Here on Victory Monday. You hear it in my voice. Right here on the Cleveland Sports Fan Network. ClevelandSportsFan.com. Apple Podcast, Red Circle. Check out ClevelandSportsFan.com. We have merch on there. Tell us what you want. Tell us what you want. Direct message me. You know how to get a hold of me. Go to the Cleveland Sports Fan Facebook page. Here we go. Victory Monday. Again, right here on the Cleveland Sports Fan Network. ClevelandSportsFan.com. And on Apple Podcasts, Red Circle. This is exactly what I thought would happen. This is exactly the uh, kind of victory Monday that I thought I would get with the, the outcome that we had yesterday. Did you actually think Cincinnati was going to beat the Browns? Come on. The Browns own the Bengals. That's big second home, baby. Whoo, man, what a freaking weekend. First, before we begin, I'd like to... Um, I'd like to begin to thank everybody at Youngstown State University for having me at Stanball Stadium on Friday. Um, I was up in the booth for Salem and Ursuline playoff game round two. Ursuline, a big winner. Um, this Friday, I will be on Q92RadioSports.com for McKinley and St. Ignatius. I'll be paired up with my guy Ryan Keller for that matchup. So... The Browns, like I told you, were going to beat up on the Bengals, and they did, 41-16. The defense had five sacks. If you're a Browns fan and you thought that this could be potentially a bad game for the Browns, shame on you, man. Shame on you. Because you should have known, just like I knew, that when Bake and the Browns, when they have their backs against the wall, they pull through. Again, they had five sacks on Joe Burrow. They were in his face all game long. Like I told you last week, Cincinnati's offensive line, no match for Cleveland's front seven. None. No match. They can't stop them. They cannot stop them. 
Miles Garrett had a sack and a half. They took away they took a sack away from him um, off of a penalty, so he really had two and a half sacks. But there's no match for Cincinnati's offensive line. I don't care who who they what weapons they have. I don't care if Jamar Chase. I don't care about I, I don't care about Joe Burrow. If if T. Higgins, whatever, Uzama, I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. When when Cleveland's front seven, Miles Garrett, Jadavion Clowney, you know, the our our our, our freaking Troy Hill had three sacks. Damn it. Come on. Like did you really think the Bengals were going to beat the Browns? I, I mean, it, the, the Browns are going to own the Bengals over the next several years. Unless Cincinnati does what the Browns did a few years ago. And turn one of the worst offensive lines into the best offensive line in the National Football League. And it should be noted that Cincinnati is arguably the worst run organization over the last 20 years. Even more than the even more than the freaking Browns. Even more dysfunctional than the freaking Browns, man. Why did everybody get cute on Cincinnati? Here's who they've beaten. They beat Minnesota. They almost blew the game. They were up huge. They they ended up almost blowing the game. Um they beat Pittsburgh, okay? They beat Jacksonville. They beat the Lions, okay? They did beat the Ravens huge, okay? But we talked about that, kind of a mismatch. They lost to the Jets. They lost to the Bears, okay? Why did everybody get cute on the Cincinnati Bengals? Like, did did, did we forget that they're terrible? Did we forget that they were Projected to win seven and a half games by Vegas. And Vegas is smart. Vegas Vegas knows, baby. Vegas knows. I will say, they're better than I thought. You know, that they're better than I thought they would be. And Joe Burrow can play. Fine. I get it. We get all that. But, I, but what I want to talk about, more so directly to Browns fans, I've said this before, I'll say it again. We have got to turn the page with this team, with this organization. It's completely different, okay? This is a completely different team, a completely different organization. This is not Tim Couch. This is not Romeo. This is not Shermer. This isn't Seneca Wallace. This isn't Deshaun Kaiser, okay? This isn't Johnny Manziel, all right? This isn't Hugh Jackson, Okay, this isn't Jake DeLome, all right? This is not the old Browns, okay? Get that freaking, get that out of your mind, okay? Please, we can turn the page. We have to. We do not have to have the feeling of doubt anymore in Cleveland with the Cleveland Browns. Stop it. Stop, me me included, stop drawing scenarios in your head about how the season could be a disaster or how we're going to do this, but then this is going to happen. Stop it. Stop it. 
We can turn the page. Okay? Let's stop having that feeling of doubt. We can win games now. We can compete with the best of them. They showed you that. Kevin Stefanski has shown you that this is new. This is a new culture. This is a new team. Kansas City has been in the Super Bowl the last two seasons, okay? They've won the AFC Championship two years in a row, okay? They've been in the AFC Championship three years in a row. They are the standard as of the last three years in the AFC. The Browns went toe-to-toe with the Chiefs two games in a row, both on the road at Arrowhead, okay? Could have beaten them both times. In case you forgot, the Browns went to Heinz Field last season and beat the Steelers in a playoff game. The week before, at home, they needed a win to clinch the playoffs against the Steelers. And they did it. They won the game. They were in the AFC, not the AFC championship. They were in the AFC matchup against the divisional matchup against the Chiefs. Went toe-to-toe with them. Opened the season, went toe-to-toe with them. It didn't, it didn't pan out the way that, that we would like. But the Browns were in that game. In the game, both times. Went toe-to-toe with the Chiefs. Who are the standard in the AFC. Okay. We are not the Corey Coleman through the hands Browns. We are not the Monday Night Football Kick 6 Browns. The Browns run the town. The Cavs are also 7-4. and four. The Indi- I mean the Guardians are the ones we should be talking about on a day-to-day basis. About sucking. Okay. There were talks about them selling the freaking team. Okay. Open your eyes. The Browns run the town. We do not have to have a feeling of discomfort anymore. Please. It is time to turn the page on the Cleveland Browns. The Browns will be in the playoffs competing for a Super Bowl in a couple of months. Chill out. All right. So after nine weeks, we are through or halfway through the 18 weeks of the NFL season. So let's do a little checkup on my preseason division winners and let's see where we could be moving forward towards the playoffs in the back end of the schedule for the NFL. Today we will do NFC. Tomorrow we're going to do AFC on the show. I'm uh, in the preseason. Let's start with the South. The NFC South, I picked the Bucks, and with no needed explanation, I still picked the Bucks to win the NFC South. That's a gimme. The division as a whole, however, is a lot better than I expected. I do think Atlanta with their schedule is going to win enough games to bid for a wild card, but I mean, they're not going to be close to winning the division. Brady has this division in the bag as long as he's in Tampa Bay. 
As long as he's in Tampa, he will have this division wrapped up in the bag. The Panthers are going to have to use these next couple of seasons to now build around Sam Darnold if he is the guy. Because you're not going to compete with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't care how the 3-0 start. I, it doesn't matter to me. I don't think the Panthers are, are able to compete with these teams in the NFC. That's why I thought it was kind of interesting that they went out and got Sam Darnold instead of just drafting their own quarterback, bringing him in and grooming him up while Tom Brady is in Tampa Bay because that's not going to last forever. The NFC North is another gimme. I picked the Packers, and no doubt they're winning the division. Nobody in that division is going to be able to compete with them. Chicago is not as good as we thought they would be. They relied on their defense, who stinks as of late. And and Justin Fields is not ready to play behind that offensive line with those weapons around him. It's just not a good situation for Fields. The Lions went from Stafford to golf, okay? They went from Matt Stafford, big arm, to Jared Goff, kind of a conservative quarterback, likes to hand the ball off a lot. I mean, not not very, not a very big arm, so polar opposites. And people actually thought that they could give Green Bay a scare? Give me a break. Minnesota, Minnesota is just stuck, in my opinion. I do think that they will... Uh, turn it around and, and possibly make the playoffs. I, I do think that that just because of their roster, it's so talented. Um, but I just think they're stuck with Kirk Cousins. I, I I think that I think they need to find a new guy, and when they do, their talent will be will be wasted. They're uh, like I said, I think they may get into the playoffs again, but we see what happens when Minnesota gets to the playoffs. They're good enough to get there. They're just not good enough to win it. The NFC East, I chose the Cowboys, and in week two, I came on the show and I said, wait, the Eagles, the Eagles could do something. Well, the Cowboys have this one in the bag also. I mean, this one's this one's just over with. I, I understand they got rolled at home against Denver, um, but I mean, they just got beat. It, it, it's all right. They, they had a bad game. They had a bad day. They'll be fine, and you know, they're, they're going to win the division, I promise. I promise the Cowboys, as is, is, is sickening as it makes me say, um, yeah, they're going to win the division. So, so far, my NFC picks are looking great. I'm three for three, and I'm not going back on any of them. Nothing's changing my mind on the Buccaneers, the Packers, or the Cowboys. However, in the NFC West... I was completely wrong. I ranked the NFC West 49ers 1, Cardinals 2, Rams 3, and Seahawks 4. Man. All right, let's take a step back. Give myself props for, for being all over the Seattle Seahawks, okay? I was spot on about Seattle. They're about a five to six win ball team, okay? I whiffed on San Fran. And shame on me, honestly, because I always preach coach coach quarterback combo. I just think that that is, if you look at previous Super Bowl winners, that just makes the most sense. You have to have a competent coach and quarterback on the same level or else you're screwed. And then when you take the tiers of those quarterback and coaches, well, I just whiffed on this one and I can't believe it because 
if you look at the quarterback room in San Francisco, it's just not very good. Okay, and I, as much as I want to believe that Trey Lance is the guy and is the future there in San Francisco, I just don't know yet. I mean, he could be, but the thing is, we're talking about this year, and it's just not going to be this year. It's just not. Okay. This is how I would rank the quarterbacks in the NFC West. Number one, Russell Wilson. Number two, Kyler Murray. Number three, Matt Stafford. Number four, Jimmy G. And then five, Trey Lance. So the reason I bring that up is you can't win the division if you have the worst quarterback in the division. Okay? You just can't. You're just you're just not going to. Name me any time that's ever happened where the worst quarterback in the division won the division. It, it's never happened. Okay? It's no knock on, on Trey Lance either, at him, at him being five. I have him five, obviously, because I can't rank him over Jimmy G. We, don't, we haven't seen him on the field much. I will now rank the NFC West. So I'm gonna I, I'm allowed to do this. Why? Because it's my show. I'm gonna swap and bring down the 49ers and rank them third. The Seahawks are still four. Okay, the Niners are still better than the Seahawks. The Niners are not the worst in that division. And they do have a really good team, I think. But the Rams and Cardinals are the best two teams in the division. I'm going to go ahead and say that right now, I think the Cardinals are the best team in the NFC West. Rams being two. By the end of the season, that could change. That really could change. So, again, I'll rank right now Cardinals one, Rams two, Niners three, Seahawks four. And the Cardinals, like I told you in the preseason, they are the NFC dark horse. And they are. They are without their quarterback and best wideout, had no problem beating San Francisco. And I picked San Francisco to win that game. Yike. LA has been beating up on bad teams recently. And they just lost to the Titans at home in prime time. So, I mean, as of right now, I'll take the coach and quarterback that have been together longer than Stafford and McVay, only nine weeks. Um, But like I said, by the end of the season, that could flip-flop. Both teams are making the playoffs, though. Speaking of playoffs, here is how I am predicting the playoffs for the seven teams in the NFC. Obviously, those four division winners, Bucks, Packers, Cowboys, Cardinals, or Rams, whoever wins that division, those five teams will be in the playoffs. The two wild cards that I think will sneak in, um, I mentioned this last week, the Falcons. I think they will get a playoff spot because of their schedule. That schedule that they have coming up the rest of the way is so doable, and I think that they're going to get it done. I think that they will get into the playoffs, the Falcons. Um, The last one would be the Vikings. I think the Vikings, just because of process of elimination, 
in the roster that they have, because of the schedule that they have, because of the divisional games that they have remaining, the Vikings, I think, will be the wild card as a seven seed. And I just, I mean, the wild cards this year, other than the Cardinals or the Rams, I think they're done. But there's seven teams in the playoffs, so we have to pick, we have to pick seven teams. There's, I mean, the NFC is just not as deep as we expected it to be. It's just not. I mean, there's nobody. I I don't want I don't want to come on this show and say that I think Minnesota is good enough to be in the playoffs. But if you think and look at the teams that are currently in the playoff standings, the Cardinals would be the one seed, the Packers would be the two seed, the Bucks would be the three seed, the Dallas Cowboys would be the four seed, the Rams would be the five seed. We get all that. Those five teams have, through nine weeks, stamped themselves into the playoffs. Not, not technically, I mean, anything could happen, but those five teams would be in the playoffs. The Saints, I mean... I don't. I just don't trust the Saints. They don't have their quarterback now. They've got Marcus Simeon. Michael Thomas isn't coming back this season now. I don't think the, the Saints are going to be to uh, be able to with, withstand this five and three record with um, at, with a six seed. Atlanta is that seven seed. Carolina is the eight seed right now. Outside looking in, um, Minnesota stands right now at a nine seed. They are three and five. I do think that they would leap Carolina and New Orleans just because of the division that New Orleans and Carolina play in. It's not very easy. Their schedules, you know, aren't as easy as, you know, the other teams, uh, Minnesota and Atlanta. And I, I get it. Atlanta is also in the same division as Carolina and New Orleans, but their schedule coming up, I mean, they still have to play the Jaguars. You know, they get the Patriots, but they get them at home, okay? They already played the Bucks one time, all right? You know, I, they get the Lions. I mean, their toughest game is is at Buffalo. But I think that the Atlanta Falcons will get in to the playoffs, and then after that, I mean, San Francisco, Chicago, Philly, New York, Washington, Detroit, I mean, no, just no. So again, the the seven playoff teams after week nine, I will have in no order the Cardinals, the Packers, the Bucks, the Cowboys, the Rams, the Falcons, and the Vikings. All right, thanks for listening. Short show today. Um, I'm going to give my voice a break. You you hear the Victory Monday throat going on in here. Um, Got to recover a little bit from that. Um, we're going to be recording the Cleveland Sports Fan flagship show today, so look for that tomorrow on Apple Podcast and Red Circle. Make sure you check out clevelandsportsfan.com and the Cleveland Sports Fan Facebook page. Make sure you go and give us a like. Tomorrow on the Burley Gunner Show, we will break down the AFC. We'll talk more Browns, I'm sure. I have one final take on OBJ as he makes his exit from Cleveland. And, of course, College Hoops is back tomorrow. Probably going to show.